Welcome to Growing Together, a podcast where we discuss all things that will help you find or create a conscious partnership. Join us each week as we discuss the topics and knowledge you need in order to attract, embody, and find true, true love. love. Hello and welcome back to the Growing Together podcast. I hope you guys have had a fabulous week, weekend, whatever day you're listening to the sun. Um, we were so inspired by last week's podcast episode. If you missed it, we had Carl Mitri on and he spoke a lot about conscious coupling And a lot of it boiled down to communication and vulnerability. So we thought we would record a little episode, just giving you some tips and tools on how to communicate compassionately and effectively with your partner. Um, And I think this came up so, so strong yesterday, hubby and I had a a date morning (laughs) because we always set date nights and then Lana being too tired to actually do the things we planned <laughs> um and we did a neurotantric exercise yeah that's right if you want to call it that by Leila Martin um which is vulnerable communication to its core and I think that just reinforced us wanting to record this episode yeah. I mean this was the second time we've done the same pro or the same practice yeah and yeah, it was a lot easier than the first time, especially for myself. But it was actually, uh, I learned a lot more than I did the previous time. Yeah. So it was it was still a little bit on the awkward side, but it was far, far easier to, to do it this time. Yeah. And I think that like highlights the point of how practice makes perfect because no one's going to be comfortable sharing their most vulnerable sides of themselves with their partner if you've never done it before. So... That's why I think we wanted to record this episode, just to give you some, right. some tools and tips on how to start the process of communicating more consciously, um, things to look out for, ways to handle yourself, because at the end of the day, you need to be the best version of yourself and bring the best version of yourself into your relationships so that you two, both of you can be the best versions together. Um, I mean, this doesn't just apply for relationships. The communication skills can help you in every aspect of your life, friendships, family, business. But because this is a relationship podcast, 100%. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. I think communication solves every problem. And a lot of problems are created from lack of communication or bad communication skills. So this can really help you in any aspect of your life. So like Joshi said, doesn't necessarily have to pertain to your partner it can pertain to friends family co-workers acquaintances neighbors I mean you could you could find yourself in situations where you could be having an altercation with someone being in the shopping center or wherever and if you're able to communicate effectively to that person you might nullify the the anger or aggression and you could walk away from something that could possibly be harmful or something that can create a scene whereas you can communicate properly and you can resolve it with with, with love and peace. I 100%. I think that's the key to effective communication is approaching it from a completely different perspective. So yeah. we'll chat more about the Leila Martin thing at the end, give you a little, um, well, we'll talk you through the, yeah. the exercise so you can try it at home. But we wanted to just touch on 
how to work on nonviolent communication, right? Because we never want our com communication to result in um, conflict. All right, so there are four steps that we're going to dive a little bit deeper into. And remember, again, this is all about self-improvement to improve every other relationship you have in your life. So this is quite a self-reflective, introspective activity that you can start to think about when you are in situations that might trigger you or bring out that like scary, angry beast that lies deep within or maybe not so deep depending on where you are in your journey <laughs> um, so the first step is to separate your observation from your evaluation so this just means going from being subjective to objective and recognizing what is really happening in the situation so let's put it into an example because that's always the easiest way to explain uh, a topic I'll say <laughs> from my <laughs> side let's just say like your general couple fight is gonna be about someone not doing a chore that you expect them to do so let's say I get home from work and this has nothing to do with us because I don't even leave home for work <laughs> I get home from work and um, have you sitting on the couch he's there's dishes in the sink, the bed's not made, like really no effort has been made to keep the house in check. So I'm going to walk into the situation and my conditioned mind, my traumatic responses, my automatic triggers are going to be, he doesn't love me, he doesn't care about me, he doesn't pull his weight, all these things that I'm now projecting onto what I think he is doing because of my issues, my my experiences, whatever it may be. So this step is to truly step out of that situation and see what's really happening. The dishes aren't made. Husband sitting on the couch. Those are the facts. Nothing else can come from that. It's just observing the moment or the situation for what it truly is. But if you come in and you see your husband on the couch, you've already in your mind got a, an idea of what he's doing. He's doing nothing. He's lazy. He's a fat slob. Mm -hmm. I've been working all day. So like I said, your observation of him is your own. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't know what his reason for being on the couch is. Maybe he's mowed the lawn. Yeah. Maybe he's done something else. But like, yeah, I see where you're coming from. So yeah. you walk in and it's like, okay, man, what is this like doing? Sitting mm -hmm. on the couch. He's doing absolutely nothing. I've been working all day. So yeah, what do you do then? Yeah. How would you approach that in terms of asking your husband, listen, are you going to say, hey, get off the couch, do your work or do something, do something productive, you lazy old. I mean, you're not going to get a good, a good reaction from him if you do that. No, 100%. And that's why we're going to take them through these four steps, because exactly. obviously this is moving from that volatile, reactive like situation you're going to find yourself in with ineffective communication, as opposed to observing the situation for what it really is. And that's step one. Okay. So no matter what the situation be self-aware, recognize what I'm taking from this situation might not actually be what's really happening. So let me just state the facts. The sky is blue, the grass is green, whatever it may be. Now that you've, and this takes so much self-awareness, guys. So it really does take a lot of practice. But now that you've done step one, the second step is to recognize what are you feeling? 
what feelings have arisen from the situation. And the most important thing is to separate the victim feelings from your own feelings. So how do you actually feel? Not how that person is making you feel. Mm -hmm. So for instance, with the same example, it could make me feel sad. It could make me feel rejected. It could make me feel angry. These are feelings that only I can create within myself. As soon as you start to feel unappreciated or, um, I don't know, what other victim feelings can you think of? So I suppose if you're going back to that example, um, feelings that could arise could be something like, um, you know, does this guy not care about me enough to actually do something in terms of the dishes? So self-worth, am I worth this relationship? Am I good enough for my partner? Mm. What gives him or her the right to do nothing while I have to do the work? So you start playing in your mind, uh, you know, you start doubting yourself, start questioning, should I choose another partner? They haven't made the wrong decisions. Mm -hmm. How do I get this person to do what I want them to do? Yeah. So there's a ton. I mean, everyone's going to be different in that in that in that, in that scenario, and mm -hmm. I don't think there is anyone that would have a have a great reaction to it. And yeah. They, unless you're accepting of that, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but yeah, everyone's going to have a different adverse reaction. Exactly, and you can see how it starts to downward spiral because your mind just goes off on this tangent yeah. of victim mentality thoughts. So it's really just learning to separate those victim feelings that only other people can make you feel to the feelings that only you can make yourself feel from the situation you're creating in your head. So again, sad, angry, frustrated, like feelings that you can literally only feel yourself and that you now will probably land up projecting onto your partner, but this is what the four steps are here to help you. <laughs> Okay, so just recognizing what is it that you're feeling in this moment? That's all you need to do. Then step three is to recognize what need of mine is not being met. So in the same situation, yeah. my need of husband contributing to our home together is probably not being met. My need of having a partner who supports me and cares for me is probably not being met. Just really recognizing within yourself what need is not being met because this is going to help you to communicate that more effectively with your partner as opposed to reacting yeah. and losing your shit and calling that said person lazy fat sob or whatever it may be mm. you can look in within yourself and be like okay why did i get angry this is how it's affecting me once the blood's cooled down and if the tempers have cooled then you can be like listen babe this is how i'm feeling this is how you made me feel with that do you think maybe we could come to an agreement where maybe when I get home, you could at least not be on the couch, maybe be in the kitchen, maybe just looking at the dishes, but at least communicate in an, un, an unaggressive, mm. I'm sorry, a non-aggressive yes. way. Yeah, so you can see how already, like just these first three steps, it's forcing you to think a little bit more differently in terms of situations that you could find yourself in with your partner that results in very reactive <laughs> regrettable moments and what happens when you start being uh, reacting with emotion and aggression okay now the problem could be a we my husband's on the couch doing nothing but once you start attacking that person all of a sudden you start calling these things that come out from the past oh you did this two months ago you remember that time you went out with and all of a sudden now you've got this whole huge issue with to start with there was nothing really there but you've created something massive from, from something that was nothing yeah it's just a downward spiral sorry our dogs are going mad in the background 
Okay, so now that you've recognized what need of meat, what need of yours is not being met, it's time to think about what is your request? What is it that you actually want to communicate to your partner without being judgmental, critical, all the negative things? So it's important when you get to the step to realize that you are not going to be making demands. Mm-hmm. Because that is trying to control your partner and controlling someone else never works. Mm-hmm. That's what causes, I think, the biggest relationship issues. Um, so really recognizing what it is that you want from your partner that can be said in a neutral way mm-hmm. and saying, please. <laughs> I mean, kindness goes a long way. And I can promise you now, if you take these four steps in a situation that you normally would react with anger or frustration or whatever it is and with your partner and just take a neutral standpoint it doesn't, it doesn't mean you can't sorry for talking here it doesn't mean you can't express your feelings and what mm-hmm. you want from that person you're mm-hmm. also entitled to have things in your life that you want but like, like you said you, you if you approach it in a way from aggression and me 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 and you you, you it's going to create more problems but if you can cr- approach it in a neutral way when you've taken emotion out of it and you can come to an understanding where it's, I wouldn't say a compromise, but just so that the person can hear where you're coming from, mm. what you're really truly feeling. Um, if that person still doesn't understand and doesn't want to make a difference, then you need to look at your relationship and maybe find a new one. <laughs> the hard truth. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, those are the four steps you can take to really start communicating more consciously. Um, there's something I was going to say now. Did I put you off track? Always, but not in a bad way. (laughs) Um, Oh, yeah. So I think if there's anything you take away from these four steps is to recognize that it's so important to shift the focus from what your partner is doing wrong to what you would rather want them to do not in a needy way, sure. just so that it works together, right? Okay. And like Josh was saying, if you approach things with anger, resentment, hate, whatever it is, it's never going to resolve itself in a no. nice manner. No. So it's just, I think, almost taking the blame of your partner, moving it within yourself, yes. because our triggers are our mirrors, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> what is it that my partner is doing that is triggering something in me? And what is it within me that is being triggered because yeah. I clearly need to work on that. And now if you, if you said partner and someone is coming, doesn't matter, if someone's attacking you or telling you or degrading you, what is your first response going to be? You want to defend. Mm, okay? exactly. And if you've been now approached quickly and saying, listen, you this, you that, you this, and you, you, you've done nothing really wrong, what are you going to do? You're going to fight back? You're going to say, listen, here, your old cow, what, remember that time <laughs> you did this and you did that there and your mother, mother-in-law's are that? It's never going to work out yeah 100% so yeah I think if we summarize these four steps it's just separating your observation from the evaluation so walk into the situation um let's say wifey's left all the lights on in the house <laughs> what happens? so you come in you're about to lose your shit and then you're like remember the four steps from the growing together podcast so <laughs> what do we do we look around what is actually happening all the lights have been left on that's all that's happening then we go to step two what am i feeling so i'm feeling 
angry because the lights have been left on, okay? You can already see how instead of turning to your partner and being like, you always leave the lights on, what is wrong with you? You obviously don't care. And rather saying, I'm angry because all the lights are on, it's a lot less um, accusational, yes. confrontational. Hello, boy. <laughs> um, and it's not starting off on a negative standpoint. Then the what need of mine is not being there. So maybe you can just say, I just feel like um, my requests for switching the lights off fall short or don't get heard or aren't important to you instead of attacking the person again. And then what is my request? Please remember to switch the lights off. Or you can start paying towards electricity <laughs> and then you'll learn quickly that it costs money. I don't think we're going to put the, uh, <laughs> no, ultimatums no. on there, but yeah. No. So I hope that just clarifies how that one, those four little steps can really completely change an entire situation. Um, then we wanted to just touch on the afford model. We found this on Pinterest, non-disclaimer. <laughs> um, but we thought it was a really good, quick, insight into effective communication again because again what we spoke about the four steps before is more of an internal introspective exercise you can do to better your communication with your partner but I guess these are steps you can take in a in the communication environment with anyone that's gonna just better that communication with that person help them feel like and this, we all fall, fall victim to listening to respond instead of yes. listening to understand. So we just wanted to touch on some steps that you can use in order to improve your communication in any situation. Because if you're both listening to respond, none of you are actually listening. Mm -hmm. So as soon as I'm shouting at you, mm -hmm. you, in your mind, you're like, okay, I've got something to fight back now. And then you start fighting back. And I'm like, hang on a second. I remember I was something to fight back now. <laughs> and you just start throwing shit at each other. Before you know it, you're like, hang on, we're not even fighting about what we started fighting about. Yeah. So it's always a downward spiral when you project onto others, I think. And like you said, if you're just listening to respond, you're not even listening to what the other person's no. saying. I'm sure you found yourself listening to an argument between two people who are just listening to respond. I mean, like, these guys make no sense. They're literally not responding to each other's... Because the ego is saying, no, no, I have to be right. Mm -hmm. To prove, them, prove, prove to them that I'm right. Exactly. And I'll have to have the last say. <laughs> oh, the stubbornness. Okay, so... The, it's an acronym, I think it's acronym, with the word affords. The first one is attention. So obviously giving the person you're listening to your full attention. In this day and age with technology and our cell phones and stuff, I'm sure you've had one or two or maybe more situations where you're talking to someone, but they're on their phone, they're looking around, they're changing the channel on the TV or they whatever, sipping on their water bottle, and you just feel like you're not being listened to. Mm -hmm. That already starts your conversation off on such a bad mindset because yeah. that person's already feeling irritated, undervalued, whatever it is, yeah. because you're not completely focusing on them, right? The person's not being present in that conversation. Mm -hmm. And then with attention, obviously comes focus. So really focusing, and this is where listening to understand instead of listening to respond comes in. Focusing on what the person's saying understanding what they are saying what points they're trying to get across to you um a lot of us like um what do you call it catching storm bees that's what we say in south africa <laughs> <laughs> um but basically like when you just catch bits of someone's conversation or whatever and you 
respond to that and the person can clearly hear that you haven't listened to a word they said because they didn't understand the whole just of what you're trying to communicate to them so really just i mean it's so easy just listen to what the person's saying Mm -hmm. like if you are being distracted in an environment switch the tv off put your cell phone down you know it's very easy to get rid of distraction so that you can place your full focus on the person that's trying to communicate something with you Okay, so after focus comes feeling. So again, like the four-step process, really recognizing, but this is recognizing in what the person that is communicating with you is feeling. And this is where I think being a little bit more um, empathically inclined can really come into your favor. Just looking at the person, seeing their facial expressions, like how are they feeling when they're communicating to you? Because this can really help with the way you respond. If someone's angry- respond with love if someone's sad respond with like happy and happiness and joy you can always flip the script and use the opposite to the emotion that they're feeling to try bring them out of that i think yeah that's true what do you think 100 okay after feelings we move to observe so again watching the body language of someone talking it can become a superpower actually when you can see someone's aura of the from their body language and their facial expressions and listen to to what they're saying at the same time because a lot of times the two don't correlate and that's when you can start to pick up if someone is bullshitting you if someone is lying yeah. someone's not sharing 100% what they want to be sharing and that makes you a better communicator because you're picking up all these signs and these these symbols that this person's maybe uncomfortable to share the whole story or they're just completely telling a lie (laughs) and you can facilitate the communication from that because you can actually pick up a little bit more deeply into what's going on your body language doesn't lie Mm. your mouth can say one thing but your eyes and the way you your gestures and your mannerisms even your tonality Mm -hmm. that doesn't lie 100 percent. so really observing can become such a superpower to yeah. your communication skills i mean i was always the person that had to be the loudest in the room if someone had a story i had a better one and i knew that story as well and the older i've gotten the more conscious i've become i'm actually finding that i'm more like an introverted person like mm. i actually like to listen and observe and it's quite hard to integrate that because of how everyone knows me as the life of the party or the loudest person in the room but it's actually you never learn anything if you're the only one talking yeah you know, learn about other people and the more you observe people you more you can see the situations they in the more i understand the conversation because i'm not just trying to prove how cool i am mm-hmm. yeah it's stepping out of the self and really yeah. just taking note of everything else that's going on around you <laughs> okay then the r over forward is to restate or rephrase and i think this is such an important part of the process so Someone, let's say you're in a um, confrontational environment where maybe your best friend's telling you something that she's not happy with about you, um, or maybe something she's not happy about with her husband or her mother or her child or whatever it may be. For you to listen, obviously, we go through the steps, we attention, we focus, we have feeling, notice the feelings of the person, observe their body language, and then we kind of summarize how we understood what they said back to them to make sure that we are understanding correctly Correct. this is just such a beautiful way yeah. to firstly show that you are focusing and yes. understanding and for them to re-communicate because sometimes people don't communicate you, effectively as well so they can that, yes when someone exactly. actually when you're having an argument and you someone repeats back what you said 
in the, in the early in the conversation, I was like, oh, hang on a second. This person was actually paying attention to me. Mm-hmm. Now my mind isn't on fighting with them. I'm like, hang on, okay, let's see what you have to say now. <laughs> yeah, so I think it's just so important to rephrase because, yes, firstly, it shows that you're actually paying attention. And imagine that person, they're going to feel so valued by you that it's actually going to build your rapport and your bond with them because you are actually putting effort into them, listening to them, understanding them. And also by rephrasing, it gives that person an opportunity to correct something they might have miscommunicated to you in the first the first yeah, place. Exactly. So, yeah, you could say, oh, I'm, I just want to um, make sure I understood correctly. Is this what you're trying to say to me? And they can be like, yes, that's exactly. Or no, actually, let me explain a little bit better. And this makes communication so effective. Because when you repeat it back to them, you can also try and understand better what they're saying. Okay, when you understand their problem and you re- re- recite it back. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm sorry. That's what I saw. <laughs> and you recite it back. Okay, then then the, the basically that problem becomes becomes like how you call it neutralized mm. because now that the the person understands that okay, I understand your problem mm-hmm. okay? but it also gives you a chance to explain your side yeah this is maybe why I did this or whatever why you crossed me can you maybe say for my side as well I'm like mm-hmm. oh shit I see why because you might have been under pressure with this so you reacted a certain way and now that you understand how I felt I can understand why you reacted that way mm-hmm. so you can be friends again there you go <laughs> Amazing. Um, And then the last step, the D of afford is determine. So verify you understand correctly um, if you're unclear. So after that paraphrasing or rephrasing activity, just make sure you're understanding correctly. So all you have to do is ask your friend or whoever you're still talking to, did I understand that correctly? And that's basically a two, four, six simple step process to effective communication. Um, Yeah, I hope you guys learned something or took some value from that. I think the reason we wanted to bring the Leila Martin neurotantric date night experience or date morning whenever you decide to do it is because this takes your communication levels to and your vulnerability levels to the next level. So I mean, let's explain quickly how it works. And you guys can try this at home. I mean, all you need is a timer on your phone and your partner. Um, if you don't have a partner, then you don't have to do this at all. Or you can do it with yourself. It's actually quite a, a, yeah, you could do it it's a beautifully reflective exercise as well. So get comfortable, sit across from your partner, make sure that you can like stare into their face. So try to be at the same level. Make sure you're comfortable because this can take about half an hour. Then what you'll do for the first round of two minutes, so you each get two minutes, is the one partner literally gets two minutes to talk about what it is that they want. Might be in life, in business, in their relationship, in their career, in their adventure life, whatever it is. You can touch on all topics. You can touch on one topic, whatever it is. This is a time to be completely open to your partner about what it is that you want. And during that two minutes, the other partner cannot say anything. Mm -hmm. So there's no interruptions, no thank you, oh, don't worry, baby. Like there's no talking. So this gives the one partner a space to completely speak and the other partner is forced to listen. 
to focus, to pay attention. You see how these things come into this exercise as well. So you each get two minutes. At the end, you say thank you, and that's that. There's no discussion. You can we do the discussion and the recap after the whole exercise. Yes. Then the next stage, also back onto your two-minute timers, it will be the same structure throughout the whole night, is to sit and talk about your biggest fears. So the first partner gets two minutes to talk about their big fears. The second partner gets two minutes to talk about their big fears, no interruptions, no discussions, and then you're done. So this is a really, I think this is the most vulnerable mm -hmm. stage. And again, your fears can be anything. Yeah. It can be money, it can be a relationship, it can Adequacy. be, yeah, it can be your own self-worth issues, confidence and, issues. And the, and the more honest you are about your, your bigger, the bigger fears you have, the better you'll feel after you talk about them. 100%. So if you can sit there and be like, okay, this is something I'm being fearful. No one really knows about it. Let me rather keep it to myself. That's all good. But you'll still always have that fear. Mm -hmm. And you can speak about common fears that everyone has, which is okay. I mean, you still talk about fears, but if you can actually dig deep and talk about fears that are, are things that have been bothering you for a long time that you're quite ashamed of or you think it's not cool, trust me, those are the ones that when you speak about them afterwards, they don't exist anymore. Mm -hmm. Because the fact that you've even spoken them out into the universe is the first step into getting over them. 100%. And can you think of a more better way to understand the deepest, darkest corners of your partner than to be yeah. able to communicate honestly and openly yeah. about your biggest fears? I mean, conscious partnership is being 100% vulnerable yeah. and communicating with each other. But vulnerability is a badass superpower. Yeah. In yeah. every aspect, business, relationship. How can you be cross or say no to someone that's vulnerable? Think about it. True. <laughs> I love that viewpoint on yep. it. That's very cool. Okay, then the next step is to again do the two minute increments where you speak about what you love about that person. Mm -hmm. This can be emotionally, spiritually. There is a whole section for physically, so yeah. try to steer away from that. But it can literally be characteristics that you love love about your partner. Just this is really like a praise section. Right. <laughs> it's it's the best. <laughs> um and be like real don't just talk about superficial things yeah. like talk about the deeper aspects of mm -hmm. your partner that you love it really is a beautiful exercise so two minutes each on that then trying to remember i think you then you list three things that you love physically about your partner yeah um then you do two minutes of no, three minutes together of just eye gazing, eye gazing. So no words, just staring deep into each other's eyes. Um, and then you look into the other person's soul. Yeah. So through the eyes into the soul and you talk about what's, what beautiful things you see in that person. And like you noticed with me how my soul had changed from the first mm. time we did it to the second time we did it. Yeah. I was also trying to figure out what the soul looks like. <laughs> so it's more than an energetic level. Okay. So once you've listed the three things that you love about your partner physically, then as Josh said, you're going to the, the eye gazing. I think we did that for three minutes. Yeah. Then after that, you look into each other's soul. Yeah. Um, and this really is an intuitive and energetic practice. I mean, you're not like literally going to see the person's soul, but this is just like staring beyond the, the, the 3D exterior. version of your partner and digging a little bit deeper into their 5D reality, their soul, their essence. And then you have two minutes well, not two minutes. I think you just afterwards explain what you saw yeah. in terms of each other's soul. Yeah, it's quick. 
And then the last thing is also two minutes of staring at the divine in your partner. And then a recap of. Yeah, the ends, the recap. Yeah. So staring at the divine, I think, is just really seeing what makes your partner divine. Mm-hmm. Like maybe it's characteristic of the of the a soul mm-hmm. that really shines bright and changes people's lives. Maybe it's how they are with you, whatever it may be. And then the recap, yeah. So it's a really, really cool date night activity. I think the hardest part is committing to doing it because just by the sounds of what it entails can put a lot of people off. But I promise you it's it's a really bonding and special experience. Definitely. Yeah. It's good to do it. It's- to do that or something similar at least once a month mm. i mean you don't have to do the whole activity maybe just have no. a, a a night a date night once a month where you talk about your goals talk about mm. your fears talk about your wins your losses um what you learned you know it's just always communicating with your partner because you learn so much from that and when you can completely understand and know your partner to the core, that's where conscious relationship comes from because you know everything there is to know about them and you both are on a quest to better yourselves and each other together. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Great stuff. Well, that was our meant supposed to be short episode on communication, effective communication, but you know we can ramble yes <laughs> we hope you guys learned something new we'd love to know what you took away from this episode you can let us know on instagram yeah. at growing together za but until next week we will talk to you soon check you later thank, thank you, you so much, much for, for listening. listening for more you can follow us on instagram at growing together za if you love this podcast make sure you follow us so that you never miss an episode and we would love it if you could give us a five-star review so that other people can find us and benefit from the knowledge that we share here To do so, tap on our show in your podcast app, scroll to the bottom where it says ratings and reviews, and click on the stars to review. Until Until next week, keep keep it conscious. conscious.